0: Hi, friends. Salut, mes amis. You're listening to Catch Me in the Kitchen Audio Snacks, bite-sized stories and music. I'm your host, Professor Pineapple, professeur Anana. Aujourd'hui, today, we have a story written by our regular snack contributor, Stephen Defranier. This story is called, Who Will Put the Bell on the Cat? And will be performed by our guest, performer and arts educator, Marcel Dragonieri. Salut, Marcel. Thanks for coming to tell a story today.
1: Hey there, Professor Pineapple.
0: So what made you decide to perform this story?
1: Well, originally, Stephen came to me with two different stories. There was another story that I read through. And after reading both stories, I realized that Belling the Cat was just super exciting for me as a performer because there are so many different characters and there's a lot of action and adventure. um, And I really was drawn to Cindy Rosemary as a character. She's just so much fun and she's such a capable young mouse and... That made me want to actually tell that story, and so I was excited and I told Stephen that was the one I want to do.
0: Wonderful! Well, let's hear today's story about a family of mice.
1: Okay, let's do it! I'm so excited!
0: Who will put the bell on the cat? Qui va mettre la cloche sur le chat?
1: Our story takes us to the shores of Lake Huron in the quiet Ontario town of Grand Bend. The town lies on the traditional territory of the Atta and Ojibwe Chippewa First Nations. Imagine a kitchen, une cuisine, in an old farmhouse. Shh, it's early morning. The rays of the sun are shining through the window, la fenêtre, and dancing off the table. La table. It's warm where the sun touches down. Listen, écoutez, you can almost hear the old couple snoring upstairs. It's like this every morning, except on this particular day. Run! Mason! Don't look behind you! Just run! Courez! Mason's eyes opened as wide as saucers. He started to run, courir. His knuckles went white as they desperately hung onto the prize in his hands. His heart beat like a crazy pop song. <sighs> Which way? Go, under the table, sous la table, zigzag through the chairs, Les chaise. Mason ran under the table, la table, then twisted and turned through the maze of chair legs. Mason's family gathered around the door, la porte. There was nothing they could do but hold each other tight and cry out. Couray, Mason! Oh my goodness, I can't look! Does he still have le fromage? Mason reached the last chair. He clutched the prize close to his heart. Just a a little further. Where is he? Don't stop now, Mason! Mason pumped his legs beyond endurance, his eyes focused on the hole in the wall in safety. Suddenly, he felt a rush of hot air on the back of his neck and knew it was the breath of the cat, Le Chat Matigo. Mason crossed the threshold and collapsed into the waiting arms of his family. The wall shook as Le Chat slammed into it. Mason fell backward and kept moving. He was sliding back toward the door, La Porte. Look! A single claw of matico, Le Chat, had hooked Mason's overalls. He desperately tried to undo the straps. Uh, someone, help me! His father and mother ran to untie the straps and pulled Mason free. The hideous paw withdrew from the door with Mason's overalls in tow. His mother, sa mère, cried and embraced him. All the other mice, les souris, breathed a sigh of relief. <laughs> you are fast today, little mouse, ma petite souris, and lucky. Enjoy your moment. Next time it will be your last. I am Matago, le chat. I will catch all of you one day. One by one, until there's none of you left. Everyone's knees weakened, and one by one they collapsed on the floor. They listened to Madigo walk away. After a moment, little Cindy Rosemarie came into the room. <sighs> What's with all the noise? What's going on? Why is Mason standing in La Cuisina with just his underwear on? It was Madigo, wasn't it? Sa mère came over and took her by the hand. Her mother's hands were still shaking. Now don't you worry, sweetheart, everyone's safe. Come on, let's get you some breakfast. Cindy Rosemary went with sa mère to la table. Mason picked up the precious bundle of cheese, le fromage, off the floor. His father, son père, came over to him and gently touched the side of his face. Are you hurt? No, papa. I'm all right. Don't worry. That's good. I'm proud of you, son. Why don't you go get changed and then come and eat? You've earned it. Son père took le fromage and started back to la table. Mason watched him limp back, remembering the day he had been cut deeply by Matago's claws. This was their life, each day Mason would go out scavenging for food. The other families looked up to him and Somper as the leaders of their community. Mason climbed the steps into a little passageway where everyone had their beds. His legs felt heavy and his lungs still burned. He wondered how much longer he could keep foraging for them. Today had been too close, and now? He was scared. Would Madigo catch him next time? The next evening, everyone gathered in La Cuisine for a meeting. What are we going to do about Le Chat, Matago? You can't do anything. You all know how he got his name. Grandpa, we don't need to hear that story again. The Matago is an old French legend about evil cats. Les chats. That were known to rid any home of mice. Souris. They were deadly mice killers known as mousers. If you lured one from its hiding spot with a promise of fresh mouse, souris, and then scooped it up and walked home without looking behind you, it was yours to keep. But you had to promise it plenty of mice. Beaucoup de souris. And every morning, give it a sip of your water, the first bite of your food and presents. Les cadeaux. The owners of this house know the legend. All right, Grandpa, we heard you. And that's why they named him Matigo. Listen, everyone. Écoutez. Yes, Cindy Rosemary. I know what to do. I've thought about this a lot. Matigo is so successful because we can never hear him coming. But if we put a bell, un cloche, around his neck... We'll hear it ring whenever he comes toward La Cuisine. Hooray! Why didn't I think of that? Excuse me. She's so clever. Ecoutez tout le monde! I just have one question. Who is going to put the bell on Matago? I'm not going out there! Why don't we just send Uncle Gouda? What? Me? My paws are too small! I'm allergic! Écoutez tout le monde. I know how to get the bell, la cloche, on Matago. He'll put la cloche on himself. The cat's gonna put the bell on himself? Who ever heard of a cat putting on a bell? Excuse me. We're doomed. No bell, no cheese. Uh, Excusez-moi. Pas de fromage. Écoutez tout le monde. Matago is just like any other cat. "'We aren't going anywhere. "'This is our home.' "'Ah. "'Go back to your rooms. "'I need time to think.' "'Everyone moved slowly back to their rooms. "'Mason stayed back with son père. "'Wait a moment, Cindy Rosemary. "'Come here. "'I love you very much, but this is a serious matter.' "'Écoutez-moi, papa.' It's a good idea. No. Go to your room. Go with her, Mason. I'll speak with you later. Mason walked with Cindy Rosemary to her room. Come inside. I want to talk with you. Cindy Rosemary. Ecoutez. Father is right. This is a very dangerous situation. Please. S'il vous plaît. Écoutez-moi. All right. I'll hear your crazy idea, but then you have to go to sleep. We know Matigo adores himself and loves to be praised by his owners. They even keep to the legend. They give him a bit of their food and water before every meal and a present, un cadeau. That's his weakness. If he believes La Cloche is un cadeau from his owners, He'll put it around his neck himself. Maybe I'm just tired, but that actually made some sense. How would we do it? We get everyone to scrounge for a box, a bell, a collar, the nicest paper, and the loveliest ribbon. Madigo must believe that this is un cadeau for him. Where do we get La Cloche? The owners have an old box of Christmas decorations in the attic. No! That's too dangerous. You can't outrun Madago. He won't know. The Christmas decorations are in the attic and that has a pull-down ladder. He can't get up there, but I can get up there through the walls. You help the others get everything else. I'll get la cloche. The next day, while Matagot was napping in the warm sun which shone through la fenêtre in the living room, Les Souris went to work. Cindy Rosemarie climbed up the steep walls to the attic. There, she found the box of Christmas decorations with une petite cloche attached to one of the noisemakers. She pulled la cloche off and climbed back down to La Cuisine. Tous les souris gathered around with everything they had collected. Cindy Rosemarie carefully laid out the paper and with Mason's help, she picked up a blue marker and spelled out the words. <sighs> To cat cat, from H-U-M-A-N, human. Huh. Yay! This is going to work! She's so amazing! What a thinker! I knew she was clever! I just have one question. Who is going to give Le Cadeau to Matago? What's with all the questions? What are we going to do now? It's hopeless. You see, I told you she was just a kid. I need fromage. Ou est le fromage? Excusez-moi. Écoutez tout le monde. I'll do it. No, it's too dangerous. Cindy Rosemary, you are very brave, but your brother is right. It's too dangerous. We'll do it together. Cindy Rosemarie then had them gather an old wooden spoon, a ruler, the blue marker, and anything else they could find that was long. Then they tied them together and pushed Le Cadeau out a hole in the living room as far as they could. That's not far enough. He won't see it. Mason, you have to go out there and push it closer to Madigo. Mason looked at son père. He slowly walked to the opening of the hole. Cindy Rosemarie followed him. She saw his eyes tear up and his hands begin to shake. He was frightened. Cindy Rosemarie took a deep breath and suddenly ran out of the hole toward Le Cadeau and pushed it closer. Matago opened his eyes and saw Cindy Rosemarie standing alone. No! Matago tensed his muscles and sprang forward. Cindy Rosemarie stood defiantly for a moment, then scurried back to the hole. Matigo slammed against the wall, but only managed to tear the bow at the back of her dress. <laughs> very good, very good. Another speedy souris. I look forward to catching and playing with you. He turned to go back to his spot in the sun and saw Le Cadeau on the floor. What's this? Ah, mon cadeau. Matigo snapped open a single claw and opened Le Cadeau. Oh, my! What a lovely necklace! Matigo put La Cloche around his neck. He jumped up onto une table and sat admiring himself in a mirror. Hello, you handsome devil! That matches your eyes perfectly. Don't you ever take it off! And he never did. From that day forward, Les Souris could always hear when Matago came running toward La Cuisine. After some time, Matago's owners saw that he was no longer catching Les Souris. Since they had no other use for him, they gave him away to their grandchildren, who hugged him, poked him, and pulled his tail. He never had a moment's peace from that day forward. Meanwhile, back at the farmhouse, Les Souris gathered for a celebration with more food than they ever had before. Cindy Rosemarie went to her place at La Table. Wait! Cindy Rosemarie, you cannot sit there. But this is my place at the table. You have a new place, at the head of the table. Cindy Rosemarie walked to the head of La Table, where son père gave her a huge hug. I'm proud of you. Mason, too, hugged his sister. You're amazing! Everyone cheered. Hooray! Woohoo! Way to go, Cindy! What an amazing kid! Just look at Tusa from Mars. <laughs> La fin. The end.
0: I really enjoyed that story, Marcel. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Friends, did you know that Marcel teaches mask making workshops with his dad, Teodoro, through their theater company, ZaniArt? If you would like to make your own mask at home, check out their Make a Face Challenge PDF with step-by-step instructions, or their tutorial videos on YouTube. We've included the links here in the episode description. Perhaps you could continue the adventures of Cindy Murray and her family, or create your own mask characters and perform stories for family and friends. Hi, Birkin. Hello. Today's story is perfect for for this joke. What do you call cheese that isn't yours? What? Nacho cheese. (laughs) Get it? Not your cheese. Nacho cheese. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, cheese goes great on almost everything, even jokes. Absolutely. Well, that's it for today's audio snack. Thanks to Marcel Draconieri and Stephen Lefrenier for Who Will Put the Bell on the Cat? Thanks to Berkin for the joke and the episode illustration. Merci, mes amis, for listening. We have so much fun sharing our stories with you. Thanks to our creative team, Jeanette Moore, Stephen Lefrenier, Liz Pounceat, Tim Freeman, The Pickle Peppers, Red Velvet Revolution, and, of course, Berkin. À la prochaine. See you next time.